Why in the world would any sane person go without food for 21 days? Well, that is a discipline, a spiritual discipline that we call fasting. And it's not fun. Just going to tell you right now. It's not fun to go without food. But it can be amazing what God does through those times of fasting. I want to encourage you today by sharing a little bit of my own journey with fasting and also provide you at the end with a great resource to get you started today on Storming the Gates. Welcome to Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. You will be inspired, equipped, and find strength for every battle you face. Hello, welcome to 2022, and this is Joni Scott. I am your host here on Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer. And we're going to be talking today about one of my favorite subjects, and that is fasting. And it's one of my favorites because God does amazing things through us taking that uh, sacrifice of fasting, whatever it may be, as small or as large, God hears and sees that sacrifice, and he will honor it. Now, if you're new to this podcast, I kind of want to introduce myself. My name is Joni Scott, and if you follow me on Instagram, you may notice that my handle is JoniScott.Prayer. Well, why prayer? Let me explain. As a new Christian, I asked God if he gave me two ministries to make one writing and the other one prayer. And then I thought about it and said, God, but make prayer first. It's a bit interesting through the years that God has always given me just a heart to learn about and know prayer. Uh, I remember that at, at one time I was doing a home business and I was buying books and things to help me with the business and to get motivated and to organize. And I'd even pay for classes. And then instead of doing those classes or reading those books, I'd end up reading my books about prayer or I'd end up reading a biography about somebody who really saw God move through prayer. And finally, it occurred to me, I am not called to this at-home entrepreneurial thing. I'm called to prayer. I love prayer. Uh, even when I started my podcast, I didn't begin it as a prayer podcast, but that's the only thing I wanted to talk about. So finally, I thought, you know what? My subject is prayer. It doesn't mean that I am more spiritual, I pray more, or any of those other things. It just means that is the subject that God has brought near and dear to my heart. And I do hope that I can help you by the things I've learned, by uh, fasting, by praying, and by reading, and, and just absorbing what the Word of God has to say about prayer. Okay, so with that said, let's dive into the subject for today, which is going to be fasting. Now, if you've been listening to me, you know that I was beginning to do the Lord's Prayer, and I am going to continue that series. It's just that in January, we set time aside for prayer. And I did this year create a journal that is going to enable me and you, if you would like to participate, to go through the Lord's Prayer slowly and just really meditate on each line and absorb what it's saying to us about prayer and why Jesus used the words he did when he was asked how to pray. So, um, but I want to stop because in January, it's always a good time to pray. We're praying into the new year and it's a quieter time. We've just gotten through Christmas and it's become a habit. And in fact, uh, let me explain a little more about that. When I was a new believer, I had this insatiable appetite for the word of God. Some of you may be able to relate to that. 
I was attending a number of great Bible studies. But other than that, I was only reading the Bible. I refused to read commentaries. I didn't even want a study Bible. I like the Thompson chain. It goes verse to verse. I didn't want to be told what to believe about a verse. I wanted just to let the pure word of God sort of speak to me and lead me into all truth. Well, somehow in that process, I picked up on the concept of fasting. I simply decided it was something I ought to do when I was in need of an answer from God. No one encouraged me to do it, and I didn't seek counsel. It was there, so I did it. And my very first fast still makes me giggle a little bit. I was at church, and I was talking to the young man who had led me in the prayer of salvation, and I said, I have to go eat. I'm starving because I've been fasting. He was super impressed that I, this new believer, was fasting. So he offered to take me out to lunch after church. And he was giving me lots of feedback on what to order that would be good for my stomach and that sort of thing. And so I ordered what he suggested. I got eggs and toast and I got a little bit of bacon, orange juice. And then as I'm gobbling that food down, he said, well, how long have you been fasting? And I said, since this morning, very seriously. His eyes got wide and he threw up his his arms. He didn't know what to do. He just started laughing. And to be honest, I laugh now too. But at that time, going a whole morning without food was serious business. That was a fast. The first fast I remember after that one were that I took on a two-day and then a four-day fast for the man I was seeing at that time and later married. And I believed that he was called into ministry. So even though I was working as an aerobics instructor and, you know, taught like four classes a day, I decided that only a complete or what we would call a water-only fast was the acceptable fast. Now, nowadays I do, I've done all kinds of different fasts, but that time that was all I thought that you were like allowed to do, so to speak. Good thing I was young and healthy enough to complete those fasts despite my serious workouts And I learned through those fasts that the God who sees in secret is true to his word to reward us. My boyfriend was invited to be on staff at our very large and growing church following that fast. And I've always believed that many subsequent ministry events that occurred in his life stemmed from those days of fasting in secret. So through the years, I would continue to engage in secret fast taking the Lord's word where he says in Matthew 6, so when you fast, wash your face and make yourself look nice, then no one will know you are fasting except your father who is with you even in private. He can see what is done in private and he will reward you. The answers to those fasts came in a variety of ways. Sometimes God would actually rebuke me and call out the attitude that I had. Sometimes I would see a direct an even miraculous answer. I'd love to talk about those sometime in the near future. Oftentimes, I think almost every time, God's word has come alive and brought light to the situation I'm praying for. And other than that, there are those moments where God changes the direction of my prayer altogether, saying, don't pray for that, pray for this. Whatever the case, God always met me during a fast. He always made his presence known. My pastor says that a fast tunes us into the Holy Spirit. Like the old radios where they're all fuzzy and, and you can't hear anything until you get the dial 
exactly where it belongs. It seems like it causes the dial to be set up, clears the airwaves, and all those muddled voices and static we hear goes away, and we clearly hear the Lord, and His will becomes clear to us. I have found that to be so true. In times of fasting, the Bible comes alive. And it's like I I open up to the right verse and I see things I've never seen before. In fact, I usually get really weepy at the end of an extended fast because I know I'm going to miss the nearness I felt with God during it. Even when I'm maybe spiritually dry or just dull, one day of fasting seems to bring fresh wind to sagging spiritual sails. So as the years went by, God began to sort of up the ante. It's kind of like he taught me in those two, three-day fasts. And then he began to call me to longer fast from three-day fast to seven-day fast. So my boyfriend, who is now my husband and a pastor, and I began fasting for seven days from New Year's Day until January 7th. And that was where this beginning of this fasting during January came in. So we still kept the fast in secret, as it were. But eventually the Lord showed us in Joel 2 that there's a time to call a corporate fast. It says, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly. So we invited the church to participate. We were a very small little country church, but almost everyone participated in one form or another. And then we begin to lengthen the fast. They went from seven days to 21 days. And due to health concerns, we added juice or even shakes at times. Well, that caused me to begin to learn yet another thing about fasting. It's not a surprise to learn this, but the enemy hates it. It actually became a joke because our appliances would break down every time we fasted. Or cars wouldn't start. Or the basement flooded. Sometimes people would just turn on me with lies or with anger. So, I mean, hello, God. Shouldn't the world turn into butterflies and roses when you're fasting? But no, warfare often increases to challenging levels. The good thing is that it's easier to recognize it as warfare because our spiritual antenna actually is getting so much better reception, right? It's not like, is that spiritual warfare? It's more like, nope, that is warfare. Um, and so that enables us to push back against those storms Satan would throw at us. And we begin to declare, often through gritted teeth and tears, God is going to throw that back at you, Satan, or this pain is only more fuel for the answer to the fast that's coming. And that brings me to another point. When I'm fasting, I want to use that pain. I want to use that stomach growling. I want to use that, like, I want that to turn on my TV. Let's say you're fasting TV. You say, nope, you know what? I want to do it, but I'm not. So, Lord, remember that. Remember that that is part of my fast. And I am, you know, asking you to use that as fuel for this answer. Sometimes uh, you can say, thank you, Lord, for this pain, because it shows that I am making a sacrifice and I know that you will honor it. Or I'll even say something like, if the enemy's breaking down our appliances, God, I know you're working. You're working on my behalf to bring forth deliverance. Otherwise, why would the enemy attack you? In fact, I suppose I should have been happy when we begin to jokingly call our basement the appliance graveyard. I don't think I was happy at the time. But looking back, it was probably something we could rejoice in, 
Each appliance was a symbol of a battle we'd gone through and overcame. Now, unfortunately, I did not overcome every battle, and I did not always finish well. In fact, once upon a time, it had been a few years before I'd even had a fast. In fact, I was divorced, and I was on my own. And spiritually speaking, I was on life support at best, and I was scratching and clawing to hold on to God. Well, during that dark time, I began thinking and remembering the many fasts and the many answers to fasting that we had had. And I told the Lord I would fast for seven days. It was kind of an act of desperation. I really just wanted to survive, and I missed God in my life, even though I was kind of the one who kicked him out. And I felt like a complete failure. But I wasn't even sure I could make it seven days. Like, I'm like, I don't know if I can do it, even though I've done longer ones. I just wasn't there spiritually, and I hadn't fasted in a long time. Well, later that day, God surprised me. He surprised me because he spoke to my heart very clearly at a time when I really wasn't hearing from him. And he said to me, if you will fast 21 days, you will see miracles. 21 days. Oh boy, could I do that? And yet the voice of God was unmistakable. I told a new friend, one of my only friends that I had at that time, and he joined me in the fast. Even though he lived far away and I wasn't, you know, going to see him, it was an encouragement to me. And this man insisted that we not only fast 21 days, but that it be a water only fast again. Okay, the Lord gave us the grace to see it through. So you might be wondering, well, what was the miracle? Well, I didn't see angels or have visions in that particular fast anyway. Um, But my life was rapidly restored following that fast. My marriage uh, never did come back together. But God stepped in and he gave me a fresh start. I restored relationships with people I'd hurt, and I found my way back to the Father's own heart. Not that God ever let me go, but it was the beginning of becoming the on-fire Jesus girl once again. God also showed me grace by, by bringing us to a new church called New Life, coincidentally, and they took in this broken soul, and they not only accepted me, but they gave me opportunities to serve God again. So today, I'm back involved in ministry. And I married that friend, and we have led extended fast at our new church, new life, for over 10 years now. And appliances may still break down, but we've also seen and heard from God through those fasts. One of the most memorial ones I'll tell you about is that uh, my husband, Charlie, was fasting for my daughter and a friend to have children. Both of them were told that it would be difficult at best to have children and that they probably never would. And he had a dream the last day of the fast that he went fishing. And when he was fishing, he got something on his line. And when he pulled it up, it was a baby. And at first the baby was like all blue and he gave it CPR and it came to life. His one qual- He was crying. I mean, he was sobbing. He never does that. And I knew it was the Lord. Um, And his qualm was that there's only one baby, and he was praying for two babies. 
Well, sure enough, my daughter did get pregnant about three, about three months later. We found out she was pregnant. She probably got pregnant just shortly after that fast. And the other friend we were fasting for never, never did have a child. So again, I don't know, you know, we don't always know what God is doing. And fasting is not an automatic, you're going to get your way sort of thing. But God speaks into our life through those times of fasting. And he does bring about miracles. So here I am today. I'm just a week away from this year's 21-day fast. And I actually feel a real sense of destiny this time. There's something significant about this fast. We see throughout Scripture, fasts are called for in times of national emergencies. Let's take a look at 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 1-4. through 4. It says this, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hezazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. And what did he do? He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Well, this is us, right? Throughout the world, we're troubled on all sides. People are dying of COVID. Rules and regulations are surrounding us and holding us captive. And nothing's as it once was. Where is this going to lead? For me, I only know what the Lord told me recently when I asked about 2022. He said, the waves are coming. Now, I don't know what that means. But when waves come, we need to be ready. Well, we need to be certain our houses are built on a rock so they don't crash and get carried away. The best way I can think of to prepare is to do what Jehoshaphat did, set ourselves to seek the Lord through fasting. In fact, let's go back again to Joel 2. There's a promise there for those who call on the Lord through a fast in a day of trouble. It says this, Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you approach among the nations." That's exactly what the Lord has done for me. Sometimes a new grain, new wine, and oil is a new spiritual lift to a dry or even dying spiritual life. And I was once a reproach among the people I lived with, but God turned that around. It may be that you fast and troubles continue, but if you will hide yourself with the Lord in a time of fasting and prayer, your house is going to be set on the rock, even if, sadly, others are broken. But who knows, you might become their rescue. You know, I can't say what God will do in you, what answers he wants to bring to you, but I can assure you, he is eager that you would come to him, as Joel says, with fasting and weeping and mourning. I am hoping to share more about fasting in the month of January. Uh, I do have a free resource. I'm going to link to it below. It's a guide to help you prepare for a fast. That is also going to become a journal. And maybe by the time this podcast airs, it'll already be up on Amazon for sale. It's called uh, 
21 Days with Our Father, a guided prayer and fasting journal. Alrighty, let's close in prayer. And I ask you to just really turn your face to the Lord and say, God, do you want me to fast? And if so, what and how? Direct me. Lord, that is our prayer. That is our prayer right there. We turn our faces to you and we say, God, is this for me? Are you asking me to fast? And if so, Lord, show me when, show me how, show me how long. Direct my path. I need your wisdom. I need your strength for this, Lord. And Lord, bless those who answer that call and give them strength, courage, and wisdom to complete that fast and to find um, a source of support all around them to do what otherwise might be very difficult. Thank you, Lord, for those who already are fasting. Thank you for those churches that have already called their people to a fast and made this podcast be an encouragement to their souls. Amen. Amen and amen. Let me know if you're planning on fast. Send me an email or send me a message over Instagram or at Faith and Fasting on Facebook. Feel free to um, share this podcast. If you think it could benefit others, leave a review and that would really help get the word out. Let's call for a fast and let's cause the enemy to flee and disaster to be averted. Thank you once again for listening to Storming the Gates. Be sure to visit our website at stormingthegates.net. While there, sign up for the newsletter and you'll receive free prayer cards and a Bible study for each episode. Check the show notes for links to items mentioned in today's show. We'll see you here again for the next episode of Storming the Gates, a podcast that celebrates the power of prayer.